0: Hi everyone, we are back with another episode of our approachable podcast, allowing you to get to know people working behind the scenes of the crypto industry. Today we catch up with a very knowledgeable guest, Senek. he's the co-founder of Tulip Protocol on Solana. You should have heard of them, but in case you haven't, they are a yield aggregation platform built on Solana with auto compounding strategies for vaults. That sounds very complicated, but it's actually very simple and we'll talk about that today. Welcome to the 60th episode of the Inside Crypto Podcast. This episode was recorded on May 5th, 2022. Today we dive into all things Tulip, from where they are now to where they are going in the future, these and many more questions on today's show. I would also like to thank my employer Amun Tokens for making podcasts like this happen. Please don't forget to check us out and our products at tokens.amun.com. Thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to tune in next week where we interview someone else in the cryptocurrency universe. Evening, morning, and afternoon, everyone, wherever you are. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. We are here with the latest episode of the Inside Crypto Show, interviews and discussion with regular people just like yourselves. Today, we are joined by a familiar voice, Senex. He was part of our first solely MA, we did, which aired on December 17th, 2021. He's the co-founder of Tulip and is going to talk about everything related to the project, which is going to catch up today. We have to do the usual disclaimer. Anything said by either Senex or myself does not constitute financial advice. Our opinions are our own and not to be connected with our employers. Please do your research, because it's just Senex today. We can spend more time talking about his background and how he got into crypto. Senex, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time for us very late in the evening, your time.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell us about yourself. How how did you get into crypto? How did Tulip get started? So I got into crypto back in
1: like late twenty sixteen. It was actually a university friend that told me about Bitcoin in 2014, 2015, but I guess I was too caught up with like college life to really <laughs> get into crypto, which is obviously a huge regret. What can you do about that? So basically went through 2016, 2017, like late 2018, like the average like retail participant making money on all coins and then losing a lot of it back in 2018. I ended up working at two different exchanges in 2019, like 2020, and then we founded Tulip in 2021 of March, I think. So it's been a bit over a year now with running the project.
0: Nice. What made you go from working an Exchange to say, I'm going to break off and start something on my own? The thing is, like, when you work in Exchange,
1: it's 24-7. Like, they don't, obviously, you know, there's, like, the five-day work week and then there's, like, the crypto work week, right? So exchanges don't stop on the weekends. So you expect it to, like, effort if on the weekends if you're if it's really that busy and it's all right if you're grinding at the start but you do get burned out pretty quickly so in like entry to like mid-tier positions and like and like exchanges there's pretty high churn because people do get burned out quick. even like mid to high positions unless you're like a director or like a c-suite like the yeah. the churn is quite high
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know that's very interesting i'm sure people will be interested by that you are the co-founder how did you meet your other co-founder honestly
1: it's just like over years of being the same like crypto community, we all, basically our entire core team know each other prior from basically being the same crypto community and like working on small stuff together, trading and like DJing on on altcoins. And that's how we basically got to, got to know each other and, you know, became close friends that we were able to work with.
0: Cool. And some people have just recently joined us uh, in the last few months because you have mentioned this before, I believe so, on the last AMA, but why did you guys choose Solana for tulip why not avalanche or one of the other protocols
1: at the same time it's because we felt that Solana was like a big untapped market at the time which was pretty much true because I think the only thing that was really around was like serum radium orca and then like Sabre but Sabre used to be called stable swap back then so it was pretty bare back then so we thought it's a pretty good opportunity and we had the right skill sets to make it work and like you're the, enough like the right people to try to make it work and which is obviously and obviously in change avalanche, avalanche um, it's evm based so there's a lot of competition as
0: well sure that makes sense looking back after it's, it's been a year and two months as you said you started in march approximately march of 2021 how do you feel are you, are you happy with the way everything's going are you, are you do you have more time like compared to when you're working at the exchange
1: time definitely there's been times where you know you just have to put everything aside and work on the current issues that you have i've like literally left dinners early because like stuff was happening and i had to be back at a computer but yeah it's been good so far knock on wood nothing overly bad has happened to the protocol <laughs> which i'm very uh thankful for and obviously we keep our best practices in terms of security and making sure funds are safe and all that stuff in terms of like satisfaction i guess on progress for everything we wanted to do so far there has been slight hiccups but not really based on our side but like on the chain side as we know like the past it's been like the past couple months has been like the chain has been struggling with scaling issues especially dealing with like nft transactions and i believe the solana team is working hard to resolve that so hopefully we'll be able to figure that out
0: for sure and i'm sure they will because solana has had this sort of explosive growth when it comes to the nft side as well so it's understandable let's get into the questions the one thing i think we didn't have a chance to talk about on the ama was like we have people there in solana of course because you know Soli was our biggest product when we launched it now let's say people can burn this Soli and get tulip and for people who are interested in tulip because i have talked about tulip when i do a a segment we where I talk about Tulip like every three weeks or so. How do people start to use Tulip? So they go to the Tulip website. What is the first step?
1: We have a pretty big suite of products now. So I guess like the easiest thing to get into is probably just lending out your coins. The thing is, Tulip isn't just like a... It's not like your standard like lending market where you lend out your coins and then you borrow something else. Like for now, it's just purely lending out and then your funds are being borrowed by... People that are using it to leverage yield farm but we will be adding like borrowing as well for lenders very soon probably like within a month or two i think that's cool and our basically what we got started with was auto compounding where on amms like radium or Orca, they have rewards if you provide liquidity and then we basically compound those rewards and increase your stake in the lp turn it from like a tedious manual process to something that's automated you can just set and forget and like never look at it again until you want to sell basically
0: nice yeah no so basically someone goes onto the website they connect their wallet probably for entry-level crypto people the auto compounding solution is probably like the the best idea and they provide liquidity you guys help them auto compound and and then it's done
1: yeah pretty much so like we charge like a small fee to for auto compounding, but realistically, with like high frequency auto compounding, you basically offset the, basically offset the fee by basically, compounding at like a basically like an impossible rate for like manual, compounding. Like the only other way you'd be able to do it is just code it by yourself, but most people aren't gonna do that, and it's like a lot, of, uh, monitoring fine tuning to be able to do that consistently so it's a service that we just make it easy for everyone it's just set and forget is like usually our motto
0: that is awesome because we have a lot of i would say older users who listen to the podcast who watch the youtube videos and they're just very much in the sense of sure they can auto compound they can liquidity supply and, and sort of stuff but they're not the people who are like checking their portfolios every day which is why i, I think tulip is really awesome. It is, pretty easy to use one thing i did want to ask and, and this is not on the questions i just realized is there like you guys have v2 v1 v2 is there gonna be a v3 in the works for 2022 or is that something we should expect in 2023
1: okay just a full disclaimer the v1 v2 is i guess like i named it back because like the v1 was basically our original version like original structure for the for the vaults but obviously as we've grown and as a protocol we've learned to structure things better which is what v2 is it's like a more modular approach in terms of the smart contract structure like technically speaking like for the user side there's no difference between v1 and v2 that you won't be able to see any tangible difference on the user side it's all in the back end side so just to be fair
0: no, well, that's cool that's good to know yeah. because like regular crypto people i took some questions from the audience our community and one of the guys who were like oh is this just like unisop with v1 v2 v3 and i'm like oh i'm not sure it's a good thing i should ask that
1: yeah, it's just basically an improved version of the base function. But in terms of the user side, you, you won't really see a huge difference.
0: Okay. But it's I mean, just more sport- efficient, great. basically. Yeah, yeah, who does the efficiency when you're putting your money into something? So that's good. That's extra functionality. on the, the Like you said, on the back end, which is still fine. Nice. It's been about five months, right, since we had you on the AMA. Is there anything that's changed in Tulip that you want to highlight for our audience?
1: I think the main one is probably that we added two new products, one and a half product. I, guess. I wouldn't count the other one as a product. One is the strategy vault, which is basically we tried to add multiple strategies into a single vault. The first one that we have had so far is just lending rate arbitrage, where we've basically distribute funds amongst three trusted venues, ourselves, Solen and Mango, to get the best lending rates at that current moment as possible across like, all three venues. And then we've been working on a second strategy, but we've just been struggling to implement it between because we've just been having issues with other dealing with the network stuff that took up quite a bit of time actually. So, But we're working on a second strategy to see how much we can scale it to add to our strategy for basically.
0: The strategy vaults are really interesting. I didn't I think I only noticed it I think the last episode that I did and they look pretty cool. How do you feel about the lending rate arbitrage that's been implemented? Are you happy with the results?
1: Yeah, I mean it's working pretty much as uh as planned. I think the next thing would maybe just add like another venue. The, but yeah, I've noticed that the strategy vaults at least for the USDC one, it's, it it's not just like a hundred percent in one venue, it gets split up. And that just tells you that it is it is finding like the best rates possible to get like a best aggregated rate at any given time.
0: Nice. You sound like, I should have asked this before earlier when you're talking about your background. So you have you must have a Rust programming technical background right, to create the complicated systems behind Tulip.
1: Oh, no, I'm not very technical at all. I'm just, uh, I'm just a strategy and ideas guy. Too.
0: Th- that's uh, cool though. All I mean...
1: the magic is, all the magic is our lead, basically our, our, our rust leads. But yeah, I, 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 have enough understanding, like basic programming knowledge, enough to like be able to conceptualize it. But in terms of like proper technical stuff, I'm still a bit lacking.
0: Okay. So, but you, you like, like you're the ideas guy. So a lot of the like the like really cool stuff until like you are part contributor, or if not the sole idea person behind those ideas
1: yeah all other good and bad ideas unfortunately (laughs) that's probably also me
0: is there anything bad because since you guys became part of our solo index like i've I've looked at tulip at least on a monthly if not bi-monthly basis and i haven't seen anything that like okay this product sucks or this pool sucks is there anything you're disappointed with that you want to change on the tulip side
1: no because usually if it's bad like we usually iterate on it pretty fast to make it not bad but there has been like choices that we probably could have done like slightly better but it's just it's not like nothing major i would say
0: yeah because i mean i look at stuff and i'm like yeah it all looks pretty good going through leverage farming uh lending auto vols, strategy vaults, uh swap and staking and, and your docs in your community and stuff it all looks like really good pretty healthy like i don't see any issues behind anything yeah
1: our community is pretty we have a very dedicated vocal group of like community members as well that Really lets us know if something's bad, so usually they'll let us know pretty quickly, and we'll make sure to get that out of the
0: way. Nice, oh, very cool as well. One thing I, I was just thinking of this art because I did have marinade, and they had that little like M N D E NFTs and stuff. Would you guys ever do like NFTs for governance in look at a point in the future?
1: The thing is, we thought about, it, but we, it's it's a complicated one to I feel like to properly implement, and we want like do it quickly to not have a good implementation. So um, like people have asked, but I just can't think of a really proper implementation that like basically can coexist with the token itself, but it's still pending. So I don't think it's like our top priority at the
0: moment. Sure. No, I think it's one of those things that sure, it makes something look nice and pretty. And it's you know, people are attracted to the art and the NFTs these days. So it's it's not a must have for I think yeah. any protocol. Okay, you brought it up at the beginning of today's show. A Salada had and relatively short outage this weekend. It's not the first time. So h- how do you handle these kind of issues from the community perspective? I know we had users transactions being stuck, stuff being unable to be finished or people making mistakes. And how do you handle this when people say, oh my god, I'm doing this stuff and Tulip, it's not working. Oh, I messed up. Um, I mean, how does that work?
1: Luckily, we have a pretty good like community management team and we make sure to get everyone on the same page in terms of understanding what the issue is. We're not giving like different answers when people talk to a different like, community manager or like, a team member. So yeah, in terms of the outages, like there's not much we can do. Just kind of praise doesn't move that much when that kind of stuff happens because that's basically out of control right and then if price moves a lot then leverage positions get risky because you might incur a lot of bad debt thankfully none of that kind has happened so far yet nice and hopefully it uh, continues to be that way
0: one thing i was curious about you know is is so i would say like native solana protocols with issues of stuff, and stuff there been talks in their communities about let's keep solana as our home base but let's move on to metis or Kronos network or something like that would you ever consider starting tulip on another protocol or having a cross-chain tulip
1: i don't not at the moment because it's yeah i haven't really considered like people have asked if you would do tulip on like another Rust-based like a uh, chain but no we have not considered it at the moment
0: Yeah, I was just curious. Your tagline on Twitter, which is what I really like, is really nice and simple. It says Solana's aggregation homestead, which I like, and it definitely looks that way when you visit your site. There are other aggregation competitors. How does Tulip differentiate itself from its competitors?
1: For us, we've basically ran the project since March last year, and we've never really had any issues. And so I guess that's like our reputation. And we always try to keep an open mind. And our main thing is that we always listen to our users because, you know, there's, as like the team, you can sometimes get really, get subjective with what you're seeing. So you might not always see like the bigger picture. So having a group of community members that that are also trusted and involved, they'll let you know what's going on or some things that might not be as good as what you thought it would be like in your head because sometimes things look sound really good in your head when you put it out like people are like hey like what's going on in this app <laughs> yeah in terms of the tagline aggregation home said we wanted everything to be like oh where people can come to tulip and then they're able to do literally uh, everything in terms of yield and i think we're pretty close to that at this point i think once the bor- lending market is uh open and that's like everything combined and then we can take it a little bit easier and then, work on more strategies for strategy faults
0: when it comes to the lending market you've mentioned this already has progress been slowed by network issues and covid and other sort of geopolitical stuff
1: No, just the network issues mostly because it ends up you end up having spend more time on like support issues and deal with certain stuff
0: i recently saw you guys retweeted an amulet post are you thinking of taking them up on their insurance offerings and, and if so why yeah people
1: have requested like insurance products we actually are on uh, insurance which is i think amulet's like part of, i guess like kind of like same group
0: yeah like the I, same i'm familiar people. with insurance
1: yeah so insurance i think amulet spun off from interest for the uh, solana dedicated like arm i think okay. of different team but like the same yeah so we'll be on uh, ambulance as well yeah because we already are qualified for like insurance and everything
0: oh, nice so that's be pretty easy for a crypto noob like what does Insurance offer as a user. Oh man, I was insurance
1: like you, you. basically buy like a coverage and based on the odds of whether something bad happens to their protocol. Oh. Okay. And the coverage, what the coverage terms is. But yeah, I would if before buying any like protocol insurance, it's just not not just like about like insurance insurance in general, but just like any protocol insurance on any chain in general. Just make sure to really read like the claim terms and what they encompass, because like it might not be what you think it is, or they're their width or the, the scope of their coverage might not be what you think it is and sometimes you think that oh this should be covered but it might not actually be covered so just really make sure of that so you won't be any surprises when you try to do a claim if the unfortunate thing happens to whatever you're insured against happens but you might not qualify because of reasons
0: i think that pretty much goes for pretty much all insurance no matter where you are <laughs> in the world you, you gotta read yeah. those fine details otherwise yeah. something happens and then oh no you're not covered which It's
1: not good. Yeah, like, Zoomers nowadays don't really buy insurance. It's like a Pooper thing i feel like
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's, it's just the way the world has ended up being another thing as well is that like i was looking at governance and stuff and we're, we're also doing governance on the soli side is looking at things going on under the hood i saw that instant tulip unstaking was the proposal didn't pass a few times before it actually finally passed and why do you think that happened
1: honestly it's not actually that accurate because like the things with realms it's either a yes or a no but we could use it as like an a or a b voting thing so it's not actually like defeated, it's just like A or B option, which that like the answer voting thing is a little bit better.
0: But yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much so what not it as was. simple as what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And that whole sort of instant tulip unstaking, what was the issue behind that?
1: Oh, no, it was just uh, the final was just like talking about the best like pe- uh, pe- penalty for an instant unstake. Because I, before I had it at 20, but I guess it was like a little bit too high. So I think we finally settled down on ten. So we'll implement that like ten percent penalty to instantly unstake in to
0: oh, nice. bypass
1: the two week queue, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's an option for some people, right? If you wanna yeah. unstake, you've got to you pay the ten percent, uh, and that's and ten percent is is a good deal. Yeah, I mean ten
1: percent on your whole like stake. So depending on how long you've had it there, it really depends. Yeah
0: okay so we are in may and uh, we're getting towards the end of all the questions i want to ask you we're almost at the halfway point for 2022 right. have you done everything you've wanted to for tulip for crypto are there any plans like you mentioned the lending market as well is that the major plan for 2022 are there are the other stuff's coming down the road that people can be excited for
1: yeah the lending market will probably be the major thing and then after that we'll probably just take some time to really fine-tune and iterate on what we have right now nice i think that's Silver stuff like could use a little bit more polishing. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to do that like without pushing out everything basically.
0: Oh yeah. Is there like, like a lot of like, like regular, like people who use platforms like Tulip or like Orca or Radium or something. And and people don't really notice the iteration behind the background and like, how do you bring that to the forefront so that people can say, okay, this project that i'm passionate about is actually working really hard
1: i think the best way would do is maybe do like a like a weekly or like a bi-weekly or even monthly update of what was done in that month so i'll probably eventually start doing that
0: that would be really cool because i always look for tulip news on your twitter or i jump into the discord so i can talk about on on this podcast when i'm keeping people up to date and uh, i would love that just give me more stuff to talk about on the podcast
1: yeah, definitely. It's like a change log, but yeah, I can, we can probably just go back. I'll probably just eventually go back and just do all that.
0: Okay, nice. Last question for today. Given the state of the market so far in 2022, you being somebody like I started crypto in 2017, you're like one year earlier than me. Do you have any words of advice for people who just got into crypto? Not financial advice of course, but just general advice. How should people be handling the red up and down or somewhat bearish market or increasing rates and inflation? What's your general advice for new people in the space?
1: I I reckon I feel like the most important was like a lot of people get in and just see everyone like making it and it's like keeping up the Joneses you just want to make you just want to keep up the performance as everyone but it's. I think the crypto has like a pretty like big like survivorship bias. You don't see the people, all the people that fall between the cracks like over the years. I've been around for a little while now, like so I've seen the people I used to hang out with daily that are just gone. There's a lot of that. For every person that makes it, it's probably like, like, like five six people that like you know never made it or never held it or just gave up in the, in the middle. So I think like the the thing is just be patient. Like it's not gonna happen overnight, but. If you like stick to it, it'll eventually happen. And I and like that of, advice. Yeah, it's just a reality. If you're really like eager to try to like force things, like you probably just end up blowing out than anything.
0: True, that is like out of everyone, because always ask this at the end of the podcast is now advice for new people because we do have constantly have new people coming into the space, and I love that you said it's like a everyone should look into crypto from a holistic perspective see the whole picture don't just see the stars of, of people saying i borrowed 10k from the bank and i made 100k and that sort of stuff there we do have friends and family members and cousins and stuff leveraged trade and got liquidated and lost a lot and, and that sort of stuff so it's i like that advice it, it makes a lot of sense Senex, thank you so much for your time in the show notes for today's podcast like i'll have all of tulips stuff do you mind if i add your twitter as well is it okay for people to follow you yeah, for sure.
1: I don't post a lot of valuable things. I should post way too much. But yeah, feel free to give me a follow. I, I do drop like interesting some s- stuff sometimes. Not all the time, though.
0: That's cool. You know, sometimes those are the most valuable Twitter accounts because the people are like, oh my god, I should check out on Cinex from Tulip. And you're like, oh wow, this thing just totally blew my mind. And that's all you need from somebody. That is great. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed having Senex on. Please don't forget, if you are not a TULIP user and you're interested, please go to TULIP, check out their vaults. Auto compounding is really easy, as Senex suggested. Set it and forget it. Otherwise, we hope maybe we can get Senex on towards the end of 2022. We can see how the lending market has come about, how the iteration and that stuff is going. And we will talk to you later, hopefully the end of 2022. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming. That's all we have time for today, folks. I and everyone at Amun really appreciate you stopping by. Please don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter at Amun, A-M-U-N, Telegram at Amun Tokens, or stop by our Discord and join in the conversation. If you are Chinese speaking, we now have a Telegram group just for you, Amun Tokens CN. We are also on Reddit at r slash Amun Tokens. Amun also puts out a monthly newsletter with the latest insights on the crypto market. You can sign up for that wonderful piece of writing on the bottom of our homepage. If you're looking for a place to call home, there's nothing better than the Amun community. Looking forward to chatting with you and see you guys next time.